This is the audio diary of the 15th day of the 6th month of year 2020. Today is a Monday morning. It's a pretty gray Monday morning at that. I am supposed to be meeting a friend later today, which will be a nice change from the pretty solitary um, week uh, that I've had uh, past in the past week. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yesterday I went out for a hike. I am trying to do a hike a week uh, all throughout the summer. So I have been trying my best to make that happen uh, without public transit as much as possible. So, or sorry, without driving and using public transit as much as possible. So yesterday what I did was I went to Bowen Island and I did the Mount Gardner hike. It was a really nice day trip. Bowen Island was beautiful. Uh, Mount Gardner was beautiful. I really, lo- I really can tell that it's ecologically very alive and sound. And you can just—it's really hard to say exactly what makes a forest seem like it's alive. But I could tell compared to, for example, the regional parks I went to in Surrey, where I know that there was, where you could clearly see a lot of development just encroaching. And even when there weren't necessarily developments, they were surrounded by suburban housing with just kind of flat grass, right? Not ecologically diverse um, uh, surroundings of this one somewhat preserved regional park. Uh, And that's not how nature works, you know? Nature doesn't exactly just grow in just the little spot that you want it to. It pollinates and then there's root systems underground and wildlife need um often need a larger hunting ground a place to nest a place to um a place to forage and all of those things just require a a interconnected natural ecosystem one that these regional parks in the middle of suburbs do not offer and um and have really cut out a lot of that interconnectedness and diversity that's inherent in a healthy ecosystem. So for example, walking through the regional park, it looks like there's technically the same trees there. It it might even look like the same trail if you took a photo of it. But if you look in much more detail, you can just feel that the, for example, the forests in Bowen Island, you can just tell that their trees are more vibrant. There's less rotting trees. I mean, to a degree, rot and decay is a natural part and a healthy part of a ecosystem, but you can just tell that the leaves are growing. I mean, I'm going in June, so after a lot of the spring growth has come about and you can see the newly sprouted leaves and there's so much of them. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of wildlife, a lot of, a lot of birds. Um, if you can't see them, you can hear them and the ground is moist and uh, devoid of any trash it's just really really beautiful it was a beautiful forest not necessarily because somehow the view up top was most stunning but it was great but i mean i I don't think it was better than the tunnel bluffs or the um or anything or some of the other views i've seen other places around the world but I think the forest and the tunnels and the paths I was walking on themselves with a soft bark um, and soil and foliage 
on the ground uh, really really dark reddish brown because it's got all that moisture from the rain and the streams uh, with the combined with a really dark dark brown soil um, and the reddish bark dark brown soil and it's just stunning there were lots of crazy beautiful boulders surrounded by all sorts of different you know really diverse interesting plants and it was such a pleasure to uh, hike up some of the stif- st- steep um, climbs and then it was uh, even more of a pleasure to run down some of those trails um, you know obviously going up it was really in some parts were quite strenuous because they were so steep um, but the coming down um, and running on that soil was just so great oh, man I love I love it I love it love it love it I got lost quite a few times there's quite a few trails and kind of few, few ways like intersecting um, the mountain because of the ferry timetables I did have a bit of a deadline as to when and where um, I had to be um, yeah it was it was it was a great trip I feel like I have discovered a, quite a new quite a un, um, a gem I had never known about I am really excited to uh, kind of show people if anybody ever comes to Vancouver there is such a beautiful part of um, Vancouver kind of hidden away and relatively easily accessible uh, going to Horseshoe Bay wasn't that big of a deal from where I'm based downtown and then from Horseshoe Bay it's just a 20 minute ferry ride right and that ferry ride itself is just beautiful um, so as soon as you're in Horseshoe Bay Horseshoe Bay, again, Horseshoe Bay itself is also beautiful on a sunny day. Um, so as soon as you've taken an hour bus ride, really your 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 travel has begun, right? The, the highlights start as soon as you arrive at the bay. Uh, so I think it was just a wonderful day trip. I also don't know if I would ever, if I would do it again anytime soon because I feel like Mount Gardner was kind of the highlight of the, um, highlight of the island and I've done it so i don't know what more else there is to do on the island uh i also took quite a lot of photos of beautiful killarney lake uh it was yeah exactly that a stunning lake with uh because of how great the weather was it was it had very it was sunny with very light clouds which is the perfect combination because you're not burning hot but it is sunny and also it, uh, it also leads to a much more dynamic sky because there are clouds on and off and it's not just just clear blue clear blue is beautiful in its own way but it does but but having some occasional light clouds floating by um, is yeah well beautiful is the uh, banal obvious word that I'm gonna use I am going to have to choose another hike, and I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Uh, I feel like I'm exhausting all the options that are available to me by public transit. So I did one in Lynn Valley. I did one um, last time uh, through Cyprus on my backpacking trip, um, which wasn't actually easily accessible by public transit, but I made it work, especially because it was an overnight trip, so I had more time. And then I did the one to Bowen Island. I wonder if there's another ferry-based one I could take. I could go back to um, 
Horseshoe Bay and maybe go to Gibson Island uh, or Gibson's in general and try to do Mount Elphinstone. That does seem like a much more strenuous hike just or right. Okay, so the ferry actually arrives at Langdale. I'm looking at the map right now. Um, and there's a hike up to Mount Elphinstone, which is over 1,200 meters. So it is much more strenuous than, or at least much uh, more height gain than Mount Gardner. I might just take the time to uh, look at and do some trip planning and see if that is going to be a doable hike. I suspect it is. I really, really um, need, probably need some hiking poles for something, um, something as strenuous as this. Uh, when I went to Bowen Island, I didn't bring hiking poles, and I think that was actually a good choice. But yeah, I'm gonna have to also see if there's a way to get from Langdale Ferries actually to the start of this trail which is going to be its own challenge. If I'm gonna to have to walk, you know, 4K to get to the start of a trail and then go up that mountain. <laughs> it's I'm making myself, um, I'm giving myself quite a strenuous um, day hike. I wonder if there's a way to make it overnight or um, things like that. This is the problem with um, backpacking in Canada, especially in BC where, you know, all your hikes are so um, are up something, <laughs> um, up uh, a cliff, <laughs> up a mountain, up whatever, um, and carrying like overnight backpacking gear up mountains is just kind of painful. <laughs> I love to do. I would love to do coastal walks with um, with a lot of backpacking gear, but eesh, going up and down mountains with a lot of gear is I'm learning it's quite challenging. It's, I can I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> I'm not saying I won't do it. I will probably do it, but it's it's challenging. I also have to plan out my um, birth week adventure, and I haven't decided if there is actually a cool friend I can bring along, or it's just going to be me me joining another um, kayaker's trip. It might happen to be that way. Ugh, I should really start planning. That much more seriously and actually book the trips but oh well whole things in due time I'm taking things slowly um, trying to take care of myself and while also doing work um, trying to take care of relationships check off um, check off things on my to-do list as I'm moving forward. Oof. That's what it is. Um, be okay with myself. Yeah. Yay for hiking and yay for um, accessible hikes that I can um, get to by Polar Transit. I, as much as I am actually really tired of living in Vancouver, I do enjoy the novelty of being downtown, of 
I do enjoy feeling like I belong. I enjoy feeling, enjoy um, returning to these beautiful hikes. Um, but yeah, there's a big part of me that wants to get out again. It, it, it feels, Vancouver feels too comfortable. I would love to have a home base here. And I, yeah, but I don't feel like my adventure is finished. I don't feel right to be here all the time. There's more of the world I want to see and the more of the world I want to engage in. I really, really want to make it to Latin America and Africa um, and India and some places that feel frankly foreign to me. Places that I don't really understand and I don't... and and in, and in some ways, I'm basically kind of afraid that this 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 um, exoticism, this unintended exoticism, is going to continue to stay with me if I don't actively break out of it and experience the world. And the easiest way to break out of it, I've found, is to travel, <laughs> to be there, and then things are no longer exotic. Just as now I have feel, I don't feel the same exoticism about um, Central uh, Europe or um, the Balkans after being in Serbia, even though I still have so much more of the Balkans or so much more of Western or Southern Europe to um, explore, having been to those places somehow makes it no longer a matter of exoticism, right? It's, it, it, it's real. It actually has my ideas of places actually have substance, um, have lived experience to accompany them and therefore I can make actual opinion, I can have actual opinions and, and, and nuances um, of that opinion, both positive and negative and complicated and depending on the context and all these things that are a natural part of life and natural part of humans, um, natural part of people groups. <clears throat> and places and histories to complicated contextual nuanced nature of nearly everything <laughs> I, I i can feel have some confidence in that but right now my images of a lot of these places because i haven't been i don't know enough i am not confident basically in the nuances so i want to go and be there um, and I think I should actually make that quite a priority to try to do that uh, when I'm young and not just not just carry on what might become bigotry <laughs> uh, in my life. So I would like to learn more and I would like to be there in person. Yeah, uh, yeah, I want to travel not to see, not just to see cool things, but just to um, kind of break out of my own world and really live and experience different cultures um, yeah, and I'm going to make that a priority very very soon <sighs> quite a pleasure um, talking to you and talk to you again soon bye